Hey everybody, this is Gene Marks and welcome back to the Paychecks Business Series podcast. And listen, I know taxes can be a little boring. I understand that, but hey, it's only what, like 20 to 30% of our income. So it's kind of a big deal. Taxes cost a lot. And the people that I know, the business owners that are innovative and that are planning out their taxes, that save money, they wind up putting a lot of cash in their bank. And in these trying times, that's an important thing. Now the new stimulus bill uh, that came out at the end of the year has some pretty huge tax benefits for all businesses, whether or not you've been impacted by COVID or not. And I'm gonna dig deep into those tax benefits with Andy Gargana, who's a compliance analyst at Paychex. We're gonna talk about deferred taxes. We're gonna talk about taxes, a tax credit for the Families First Coronavirus Relief Act and the the, uh, different types of employment tax credits that are available for you, as well as, as well as a big tax benefit if you lost money in 2020. So the first thing, Andy, that I want to talk about is, uh, you know, with you and get your perspective on is deferred taxes related to the stimulus bill. So tell us what you know about that. What should we know? Sure. Um, first, it's good to talk to you again. It, it was, I think it was eight months ago we started with the COVID relief and here we are again talking about more COVID relief. Yay! Um, yeah, so... <laughs> The Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021, which was passed right at the end of December, um, had several, several, 5,000 pages long, uh, several provisions in it, um, which would be of interest. Um, As you mentioned with the deferral, Social Security deferral taxes, um, what they did, uh, if you'll remember back in August, uh, the president signed a presidential memorandum, which allowed employers to defer the employee portion of Social Security tax Uh, from September 1st through December 31st. Uh, With that provision, um, the repayment was due by April 30th of 2021. With the Consolidated Appropriation Act, what they did is extend out that deadline. Now employers have until December 31st of 2021 to pay back that employee social security. So initially, um, the way it was supposed to work is employers would collect ratably from their employees throughout the payback period, which was April 30th or until April 30th. Now they do the same thing. They would collect ratably and they would go all the way until December 31st. So basically um, it granted a nine month extension on the repayment period uh, for employers to pay back that deferred employee social security tax. And this is sort of an interest-free loan, right? I mean, there's no interest on this? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Um, it's Yeah, it's you're just deferring it and you have to pay it back, but you don't have to pay any interest on it Got unless it. you do not pay it back within the period. Got uh, it. So if, if there's still an outstanding balance by December 31st of 2021, then the IRS can start accruing penalty and interest on whatever is paid afterwards. Now, this was also extended for, uh, for I believe, the first quarter of 2021, right? So we can continue to withhold, uh, not pay in our deferred, uh, sorry, our, our Social Security taxes, our employer's share, um, and then be allowed to defer that as well. Is that correct? No, actually, they didn't extend the deferral period, just the payback period for it. Got it. Okay. So, so really... I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so really they just gave you an extra nine months to pay it back. If you're an employer and you your, your employees wanted that deferred, um, now they gave you an extra nine months to pay it back instead of just the four months they had. I see. Sorry, so the deferred months. payroll taxes option has really ended at the end of December. 
uh, we don't have that ability in, in 2021. Is that correct? Correct. Just another point to point out, because um, when you say deferral of Social Security taxes, there are kind of two deferrals. Um, if you remember back to the initial CARES Act, they allowed the employer portion to be deferred. This only applies to the employee portion that was signed by the presidential memorandum in August. The employer portion has unchanged um, the employer deferral. It, it still has the same deadlines um, that ended as well, December 31st. But this change is only applies to the employee social security deferral. Got it. All right. Well, that's really good news to know. And really, really thrilled to know that I've actually been giving out wrong information to some of my clients recently. <laughs> so I'm glad we had this conversation. So I'm going to have to let's end this right now so I can call them back up before, yeah. <laughs> uh, before they get angry. Um, all right. That's great for deferred ta taxes. Thank you very much. Let's talk about the next uh, item, which is the Families First Coronavirus Relief Act um, and what, you know, what our tax benefits are that are continuing under that. Yeah, that, that's a mouthful. We'll just call it yes. FFCRA for short. <laughs> FFCRA um, is good. Yeah, uh, if, if you remember, I believe we talked about this last time when we first talked, um, the FFCRA uh, provided paid leave benefits to employees um, and an employer who paid out those benefits could take a tax credit on them. Um, what this did is extend out, uh, the initial FFCRA was due to expire uh, 1231. So what this Consolidated Appropriations Act did is extend this out to 331. Now, important to note, the only thing they extended was the tax credit portion for employers. So in when the FFCRA was first introduced um, back in April, so April 1st through December 31st, an employer was mandated to provide these leave benefits to employees. They're no longer mandated to do so um, from January 1st on to March 31st. However, if they choose to do this and pay out those benefits to their employees, they can claim the tax credit. So essentially what, what the bill did is extend out the option to take the tax credit from January 1st, 2021 till March 31st, 2021 but it is no longer mandated for an employer to pay these benefits. So if they choose to do so, then they can still get the tax credit for it. Got it. All right. That's really helpful to know. And I guess the employer, um, you know, if, if, if they're a good person and, you know, you've, they've got employees that are still having their kids that are, uh, you know, doing virtual learning. So that's a COVID impact. Uh, they might, you know, be impacted by COVID both personally and their families. So allowing them to stay at home and continuing to pay them is, uh, is, is a great benefit that you should be providing. And uh, although it's not required, uh, but the government will give you the ability to claim that tax credit. And that tax credit is on our corporate taxes, correct, Andy? So if we're going to continue that on into the first quarter of, of 2021, we really won't be able to get that money back until we file our 2021 taxes next year in 2022. Am I saying that right? Um, actually, it's you can claim it against the payroll taxes, and then you would end ah. up claiming it on your Form 941. So essentially, an employer could um, reduce their deposit. It's they didn't change any of the provisions. So if you provided this um, last year, um, the same provisions would apply. You could still claim it on your 941. You could still apply portions of it against your deposits. Um, they didn't change any of that. So you still can do that if you're going to claim the credit as an employer. And that would all be reconciled in the 941. 
All right, that's very interesting. And we, you know, when I talked with Steve, we were talking about sort of overlapping things. I'm assuming if you're an employer uh, that is, uh, you know, either participating in PPP um, and submitting, you know, payroll expenses for forgiveness, um, or you know, maybe doing the ERTC, the Employee Retention Tax Credit, and using payroll expenses to calculate that credit, I'm assuming you can't use those same payroll taxes uh, for the FFCRA tax credit. Is that, is that a fair statement? Yep. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. Um, they, they don't want, quote unquote, double dipping. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. You can't use the same wages on them. Um, there's no prohibition on getting the PPP loan and having the FFCRA credits. Um, there wasn't last year, there isn't this year, but you just can't use the same wages for both. All right, that's great. So that's deferred taxes. That's the FFCRA uh, tax credit that's available. So, okay, my turn. I've got just three quick tax things that I'd like also like to share with everyone. Uh, the first is the work opportunity tax credit, which has been extended through 2025. Why that's important is because if you hire anyone who is a qualified veteran who has been on Medicare, um, who is out of prison, um, or most importantly, who has been unemployed for more than six months, and there are quite a few people out there that uh, would fall into that category, you are eligible for a credit of anywhere from $1,200 to $9,600 per employee per this year on your, on your corporate tax returns. So it's like an extra bonus that you can get from the government just by rehiring people, bringing them back as long as they, they fit into those eligibilities. So talk to your uh, tax professional about that. Number two, if you're making charitable contributions, the stimulus is now allowing uh, individuals to deduct either 300 individually or 600 jointly over, above, and above your standard deduction this year. And if you're a company, you can actually take up to a 25% of your taxable income deduction for any charitable contributions that your company makes just this year uh, because it, that, that's over and above the normal 10% of taxable income. So that's another big help, not only for companies to take the deductions, but for nonprofits uh, to market and get some money in. Yeah, that's definitely going to be helpful for them because they're getting hammered in this economy. <laughs> they really are. And I know, actually, it's funny, Andy, because I know, I know a lot of people and I sit on a, on a, a couple of nonprofit boards. I mean, it was huge in December. This was an extension of what started in 2020. They're doing it again for 2021. And I know a lot of the places that I know really took advantage of it. And, and it was a lifeline. So uh, you're absolutely right. The final uh, tax thing. So I talked about the work opportunity tax credit, charitable contributions, net operating losses, guys. I have to tell you right now, if your business lost money in 2020, you need to get your tax returns filed fast. Talk to your accountant. And here's the reason why. One time only, you are allowed to carry back that loss up to five years. By the way, it also applies if you lost money in 2019 and 2018 as well. You can carry back that losses five years into the past. You're not normally allowed to do that, but this year you're allowed to do it. And that means if you paid any taxes in prior years, you can actually get that money back because you would reduce your taxable income in those prior years by whatever loss you had this year. And therefore you overpaid your taxes, you'll get the money back. You can't do that until you get your tax returns filed. So talk to your accountant if you think you lost money this year, or frankly, if you lost money in 2019 or 2018, it also applies. 
go ahead and you know you know amend those returns and refile the returns and carry back those losses so you can get money back from the government. So, uh, Andy, the five things we talked about on this you know on this segment, you told us about deferring taxes and how um, the rules have been the the, the payback uh, terms have been extended if you've deferred any of your 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 payroll taxes until the end of 2021. So that's good. Number two, you also say that if you want to continue on and it's and it's optional, um, the provisions of the, the FFCRA, the Family First Coronavirus Relief Act, and continue to have been affected by COVID, um, you are still, the government through March 31st will give you a tax credit for doing that. So it's optional, but you can get that tax credit. So that's also really good news. Speaking of tax credits, I mentioned the work opportunity tax credit. If you're hiring anybody that's been unemployed for six months or uh, a veteran or out of prison or off of Medica uh, Medicaid or uh, Medicare uh, welfare, uh, sorry, not Medicaid or uh, welfare if they're off of, uh, you can get up to a $9,600 tax credit for that person. Um, if you're making charitable contributions, there are bigger deductions this year, both for individuals and corporations. And finally, if you lost money in 2020, 2019, or 2018, um, you want to carry those losses back. You're allowed to do that just this year, and that way you can get any taxes back that you paid once you offset those profits with losses from these past couple of years. And that's a big potential tax benefit. So. Um, I think that's all we have with taxes. I'm, I'm hoping everybody is still awake after this conversation. And, yeah. <laughs> and you know, listen, I mean, what? It's only like 20 to 30% of our income, right? We're paying in tax. Yeah. It's not like this topic isn't important or anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but I want to thank you. Andy Gargana is a compliance analyst at uh, Paychex. Um, we love having you on. Um, we're going to continue to have you on because you've got some great information. So thanks, Andy, for joining us. Um, everyone, if you're interested in more information and help and advice in running your business, please visit us at paychecks.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. My name is Gene Marks, and we will see you again next time. This podcast is property of Paychecks Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.